Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from... Oh, God, he has to look it up. The Gay Man Professional of the Year ceremony here <laughs> in 2020. And I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybor. And I'm Phil Lisko. And with us today is our resident friends expert, mm-hmm. who did not choose this, but was forced to do it because it stars <laughs> Matthew Perry. <laughs> Welcome back to Napolitano. Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, this movie. You're going to come back for all our friends' adjacent movies, right? I'd love to do that. Like The Iron Giant, for instance? <laughs> Which I've never what seen. What the fuck? <laughs> Literally earlier, she's like, what the fuck is The Iron Giant? It um, was great. I got no answer. It's an animated, oh, it's an animated movie, movie that Brad Bird directed. Say okay. it. <laughs> Who the fuck is Brad Bird? Who the fuck is, is that? He's, he, he's, a, he's an animated man. Yeah. He's a very good director. He's a, he's a very good director. Um. <laughs> I don't want to say the other movie, the other friends movie from the year because you're going to give away something on my list. Yeah, because later in the episode, yeah. you guys have something to look forward to. Yeah. We're doing top five friends forays <laughs> into movies. There's been a lot of them. And, oh, sure. Eighty uh, percent of them, not great. These friends act. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Can you they make don't that book, write the book about all of their movies, just called These Friends Act. These friends you know, act. that's a great podcast. <laughs> that might be our next podcast. The three of us, if we do, if we do, if oh we do God. friends movie yeah. after friends movie, it would just be. Yeah. It would be like these friends can act. It would be like that. The end of That's Shawshank, which is a movie, Tia. Thank you. The end of, Sha- <laughs> the end of Shawshank. He's getting it. Where, where Andy has to, you know, go through. 300 yards of human shit yeah, yeah. to get to freedom. That yeah. would, that's what our podcast about the terrible. friends. Well, that's what it would be. <laughs> have, you, have you not seen the movie Shawshank? Nope. 
know. I don't want to tell you anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoilers. I'm not saying you should see it, but like, you know. I heard it's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah. I think you'd like that movie, Tia. Okay. okay. I'll put it on the list. I mean. The list is long, Kenny. <laughs> is, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's deviate from 3D Tango for a second. Sure, sure, sure. Why? Is it, <laughs> what movie? You know Tia better than I do. I've, I've known sure. her for about two and a half hours of my life. Mm-hmm. What movie, out of all the movies you can think of, yes. would you with the most confidence say, Tia, you'd like this movie? Uh, so, and oh, I assume boy. she's seen no other movies except for Three to Tango. I mean, it's really tough because uh, – yeah, because <laughs> Tia knows two things very, very well, which is Friends and Grey's Anatomy. That's true. Those two things like are impeachable. Do you know the other Shonda – Shows like that or no? No. Okay. I don't. So, like, it's hard for me to think of things that might be offshoots of that because the two movies that I recommended to Tia that she's, you know, Count Mr. Ripley and, uh-huh. and Interview sure. with the Vampire, right. which she loved both of those films, uh, both with very strong uh, homosexual undertones. <laughs> so I don't know that necessarily – I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a movie that's sort of – Rocky Three. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I think that – I mean, no have you Rockies. seen Forrest Gump? Yeah, a long time ago. Okay. I mean, I the well, other I think you, Well, I'm just trying to think of like big movies that she that might have slipped between the cracks. Here's the other thing. Yeah. And I don't know if we've had this discussion, but Tia's favorite movie or or up there is Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah, I don't know, but we've we've I've we never seen it all the way Mike, through. Freddy Got Fingered's brilliant. If if you like Thank you. If you Tia wants to do a bonus episode on Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, have you ever seen UHF? No. Uh, then, then you that, might like. Then I feel like, confident yeah. that you'll like UHF. That's the, the Weird Al Yankovic movie. You'll love it. It is. Do you know who Weird Al Yankovic I is? I do. <laughs> I would like that. Well, y- let me tell you what it's about. <laughs> tell me. Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> in the late '80s, uh, he inherits a local TV station, like Channel 57, wherever he lives, oh, and he. His goal is to make it the number one station in the market, but he has like no money to do it. So he does it by like doing all sorts of crazy stunts and game shows and eating contests and all sorts of things. It's on some Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Um, so you watch that, and then you can watch Forrest Gump, and we can see which one's better. <laughs> UHF is better. UHF, UHF might be better. It's yeah, better. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to ride for Forrest Gump. That movie ages very strangely. I mean, I don't know. If, anyway, I haven't seen it. In years. Which is a great segue into three to ten. Oh three my tango, goodness! Which ages ages beautiful, like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it couldn't have been good to start. Well, yeah. So it's kind of hard to. Th- okay, I think <laughs> the best place to start truly is with movies that are done on hiatuses. So like TV stars that that are on hit shows mm-hmm. and then they try to jam in or wedge in these movies that they can do on a hiatus in the hopes of, I guess, becoming George Clooney. That's sort of the end all and be all, I guess, on some level. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that means is that these movies are generally relatively quick shoots. They're most likely not going to have a whole lot of special effects or anything like that. And they're – you know, there's just they're they're probably romantic comedies, especially within this this cast of friends. Mm-hmm. And it feels like Matthew Perry was probably the first one to pop off of Friends, right? Like he was the one that I think everyone kind of loved quickly and then maybe soured on a little bit. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I, I don't know if anyone ever soured on him, but I agree maybe, with you. Maybe not sour, but just yeah, you know what I mean? I think like he was I think he he was a new kind of character. 
right? Joe yeah. was a dumb guy that was guy forever. He, he was, was like sarcastic. And, it was yeah. a very 90s yeah. kind of vibe. Yes, 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 and yes. it was funny and everyone really liked him and yes. he's charming and he's yeah. the best looking friend. We we established that last week. Did we? Well, we established definitely well, best that, of the three, right? Oh, right. You know what? I don't want to go down this road again because you guys <laughs> said that I looked uh, and seem a lot like never David Schwimmer. You, you don't and look like him. You're like a really handsome version just, of Ted Mosby. the essence of the personality. My 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 bigger point was so Matthew Perry does Fools Rush In before this movie. Mm-hmm. Another terrible, terrible movie. I don't I have not seen it, but I, I will say that my roommate adores that movie. For what it's worth. Really? I have not seen Still. it. Still. Sure. Okay. okay. Uh it's a it's him and Salma Hayek, right? And yeah. and it's, she's like Yeah, it's 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 I don't know, you know. I don't want to get too much into it. Do you remember what it was about? Yeah, though? it's like Mexican people are crazy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but I don't. Is I, it, that's I, I'm that not, movie? Hey, the movie is yeah. like, it's like, God, it's so crazy. He's dating a Mexican girl and like her family like shoots snakes. Oh my like, God. I'm just looking up the movie synopsis now because I'm curious as to. Um, three months after a one night stand with Isabel Fuentes, played by Salma Hayek in Las Vegas, New York City real estate developer Alex Whitman, played by Matthew Perry, learns she's pregnant. Uh, despite being a terminal bachelor, Alex is drawn to Isabel and the pair marries. Isabel's father, Miguel, suspects Alex has bad intentions. The couple find themselves pressured by both of their families. When Alex is offered a promotion, he is torn between his new life in Las Vegas and success in New York City. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a great movie. No. And there's some snakes snakes who get shot. Is that – does somebody FedEx the other hot dogs from New York in that movie? Yes, Grace mm, Papaya. You You've seen it. Yes. You yes. know who directed Fool's Russian though? Uh, Andy Tennant. Of uh, of uh, Anne and the King fame. That's crazy. Yep. Hell of a career. What a career. Uh, so my, I, 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 I keep sort of, in, they gave him $200 million to do Anne and the King. Uh, I think he did Ever After first. Uh, Ever After was uh, the, the... I don't think that's right, actually, but... You might be right. You I think be. I'm right, but I could be wrong. Long story short, I think that these romantic comedies, and Jennifer Aniston had similar situation as well, where it was like they were trying to sort of find quick, easy... Movies that could make them bigger stars. Um, and it never really happened for Matthew Perry. This movie feels, just reeks of that, well, we'll go to Toronto, we'll shoot for four weeks, you'll play a straight guy who's kind of thought to be gay, which is something that Chandler kind of lived in that world a little bit too. But his hair will be red, so it won't <laughs> be Chandler. It's orange. It looked orangey to me. It looks like sun in. It was bad it hair. It was bad. It looked almost like a wig. Quite. It looked almost like and, it might not be his real. And like combed nightmare. forward in that little sometimes, child but then sometimes, hair. sometimes it was Must. spiky and and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was like child monster hair without the soul patch. <laughs> if he had a soul patch, it would be a different movie. Full molester. A better movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Little Children's is a better movie than this. Little Children's a great movie. Um, he, yeah, he looks he looks horrible. He looks like he looks like like the worst member of Insync. Yeah, so he looks like he looks oh, like the so he looks That's like the sixth comparison. member because he's much worse than Chris Kirkpatrick. You it's know funny their names? To, all five of them. Yes. Wow. Now the question is, do I know all five Backstreet Boys? And the answer is yes. I mm. I know their first names. What are they? Backstreet Boys? Nick Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ. Mm-hmm. Howie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Carter, AJ, Howie. I'll work on the other two. I know one of them. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Is that the one I got? Nope. 
All right. So then the other one's got to be easy because he's not even in my head right now. So AJ is the other one who, all right. So AJ is, is the guy with the hair like Matthew Perry in this movie. Our listeners are right? riveted. <laughs> I know. Our this listeners is, are riveted. This is great Howie stuff. is Howie with Can the, he get it? Howie with it with the chin strap. Mm-hmm. Howie with the, with the chin strap. Nick is like, obviously like hair. the famous one. Uh-huh. Um, Kevin is the one who's like the big brother. Who the fuck would be the fifth? Wait, who are you saying has the hair like Hold on. Matthew so Perry? Wh- which ones have you named so far? Because I have them AJ. in front of me. No. Okay. What? Oh, so I'm missing that guy. Yes. Oh, do right. you know the guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's like the second guy. He's like the second guy who does a lot it's of the work. It's a pretty basic name. Uh, uh, oh man, this sucks. Do you want to see what he looks like? No, I know help? exactly what he looks like. He has Matthew, <laughs> he has Matthew Perry's hair in, in Three to Tango. He, he is, absolutely he does. Is. Fuck, you got you. You helped me out with that a lot. Wait, mm-hmm. So that's not AJ. That's um, oh, people are now the listeners are, are <laughs> all over me, They're screaming it at their. Right, it's A B C D E F G H. Wait, you've already yeah. passed it. Yeah, you passed, passed it. A B C D A B B B. This is just so B- interesting for everyone. Uh, it's not. It's not Ben. It's, it's not Brett. It's not Ben. It's not Bob. It's not Billy. It's, How long it's has this not gone Brett, on? Brett. This is it's you're close. Yeah, I know what it is. What Fucking is it? Brian. There it yeah. is. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Got all five. Oh, there you go. Brian. Yeah. Close. Uh, I could have so, just pulled the name at random, and it would have been that. Brian. But I do think Kenny and I, when you were uh, peeing before you, you came in here, <laughs> Thank, thanks for uh, that. That's fine. Uh, Never would we were talking about how this movie is so quintessentially 90s. Like, it looks so 90s. The fashion's brutal. Brutal. Um, Absolutely awful. It's it's really and, – and I don't – Is there anywhere worse than Dylan McDermott's room? Oh, my God. Dylan McDermott's office is what the is worst that? set I've ever fucking it's seen. awful. Miss All the up. sets are terrible. Her really apartment's does. terrible. Yeah. Like they put it's money bad. into this. Like this, like this was a this was a, a twenty million dollar budget in nineteen ninety nine. So we're talking forty five today. It, it actually looks like they put it looks like they put <laughs> <laughs> let's put let's put let's put inflation on the list of things too, does it? <laughs> I don't know what movie. Seventy, eighty million. Um remember we did Mickey Blue Eyes, Mickey Blue Eyes yeah. like eighty million. Yeah, yeah, it which looks crazy. like shit. The movie's garbage. It looks like shit. Yeah. This movie also, <laughs> also looks, looks like, like shit, like but it, but they made decisions like that. Dylan yes. McDermott thing was yes. like, we're going to put some money into this. this like, guy's they thought look this rich. was high tech. They thought this they, yeah. that office is supposed to seem. I fucking stayed to the fucking. I, actually, I think this is the worst movie. This is this is like one of the every every moment of this movie is terrible. And the thing about this movie is I don't know about every moment. I had a couple moments I liked. I agree. What? There was None. some stuff. That's, Zero. Wow. Zero. Bupkis? This is a zero. Nothing. This is zero ninety nine. This is this zero. Is, I'm pretty sure this, this is rock bottom. So wow. I want. So <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say. The zero really threw me. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's like you said fall. this is one of the one of the worst movies. Yeah. So you <laughs> <laughs> fill in the blank movies. The thing about this movie, I would say, is we've done a lot of movies that are in retrospect very yes. problematic. Mm-hmm. This movie is in retrospect very problematic. Whoa, obviously, yeah. sure. But in the moment, <clears throat> if you take out all the problematic yes. aspects of it, it's still a complete fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing here that's redeeming. But it's about also it. progressive for the time. Well, like, like I people, said, this yeah. was the version. This is 1990, 1999's version of woke. Yeah, um, like our heroes are. It's like the, the people who are saying the worst things are yes. are the the bad guys. It's yes. Dylan McDermott who is not Dermot Mul- mm-hmm. Mulroney and his little like hench lady. Mm-hmm. He sure isn't Dermot Mulroney. Well, you know what's you know what's interesting too is uh, in Dermot Mulroney who we had the pleasure of working with on Station 19 is a lovely human. But lovely. Uh, what's interesting is look- I never would expect the Dermot Mulroney to be the better Dermot, but he yeah. definitely is. He hundred percent. He actually has 
and I think he has more range. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. He, like Dylan McDermott, the thing is, you know, 1999, the biggest show in America the was practice. The Practice. So this oh, yeah. is two of the biggest TV Shit. stars in America right now. This should have been great. This should have been a fucking and, layup. Matt Campbell? One of yeah. my favorite actresses. Yeah. So this is a great cast, kind of. But Dylan McDermott <laughs> really only does Bobby from The Practice well. Well, did you see him? I liked him in American Horror Story. Did you see him masturbate and cry on American Horror Story? Yeah. Fantastic. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I believed it. Okay, I'm in. Wait, you've seen American Horror Story, right? Only the first season. Yeah, he's That's great in it. In it. That's, he's not, and he's, American Horror Story season one has one of my favorite moments. Jerking it and crying. Well, not, he's, he's <laughs> not that one. He, that's, just, that's just jerking it. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, <laughs> we just became best friends. Oh, okay. that, I've, I've been trying What I was going to say in American Horror Story is, and you might not remember this because it's such a throwaway moment, but it made me fucking howl with laughter, is uh, remember the burn man? Uh, Dennis O'Hare, who's yeah, like all burned, he's yeah. like trying to. Sort he's of. Try- anyway, he's trying to manipulate Dylan McDermott, and Not he keeps really, like showing yeah, up okay. at the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's it's the Halloween episode, and he shows up with one of those plastic pumpkins filled with candy, and Dylan McDermott snatches it out of his hand and punts it across <laughs> the front lawn. And it's just all right, like, I'll watch it. What the fuck is this? He, uh, I don't know. He's better when he's not a master of the universe. Yes. I guess, yeah. despite like looking like a master of the universe, like yeah, but you he, don't buy him in this at all. Well, he also has this like really weird, thick kind of Brooklynish accent, yeah. which kind of belies his dreamy blue eyes. It's so weird. Yeah, but where does Kyle McLaughlin fall on the uh, on the McDermott scale? Because he's kind of a Dermot as well. Mm. No, he's not in there. You're wrong. Mm. Okay, <laughs> you don't think he looks at those guys earlier no. about just sort of where this kind of. The oh, Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin? Did you think I was saying Kyle Chandler? No, I just pictured someone else. Kyle Chandler. But you're right. Dylan McDermott and Jace. Uh, sort of. Because he's done such great stuff. It's hard to – because he's so yeah. wonderful and everyone wants him to be their dad. But you're, you're – you kind of – talking about That's how a this bad movie take. Is, if someone has – if I was listening to a podcast or someone – Said Kyle Chandler was like with these Dermots, I would be like, "You're an idiot." So, like, I get it. <laughs> it's a bad take. It's Moving on, bad take. I want to say something now, which is look at Rupert Everett in My Best Friend's Wedding. Uh-huh. Best, right, two years before this movie, and progressive, quote unquote, whatever you want to call it, because it's the gay best friend, whatever. But he's so fucking good in that movie. He's, he's so funny great. in that movie. There's a humanity to him. The character's and really at, well written. And then look at fucking Oliver Platt in this movie. And tell me <laughs> that like super gluing his hair. Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck is this? Dur- uh, Rupert Everett. Let's talk about that yeah, for a second. One yeah. of my favorite performances. One of my favorite romantic yeah. comedies. Well, it's the best. My favorite movie in the world. It's, it's your best. favorite movie. Yeah. It's yes. an incredible movie. It's the best. Uh, that's such a great call for your favorite movie. Um, <laughs> it's Jimmy Tits. I don't know if I like. <laughs> I actually don't think I. Li- I don't think I like it more than uh, Notting Hill. But there's just something about that for me. Well, that also Notting Hill gives you the happy ending. Whereas my best friend's wedding has the kind of the balls to not give you the happy ending. Bullshit ending. Julie Roberts. The better ending. Julie Roberts is a villain. Yeah, and she shouldn't get him. I'm not saying she should. She should. But whoa, this is a hot take. You think she should get him? A hundred percent. She's the villain. I love Kimmy. Yeah, but also he's sort yeah, of horrible. He like pulls Kimmy out of college. Yeah, he's not great. And like makes her trash her life. Yeah, Those two a, garbage people deserve each other. He's not great. <laughs> and she does kind of deserve to be with Rupert Everett, who really is the romantic lead of the movie. True. It does feel he's like so dreamy. you have to imagine there's a version, maybe even the first version of it, where she gets him. Because it does it, – it feels so kind of almost shocking. Like the reason that movie's fucking great is because she doesn't get him. I heard they shot it. 
there's that's what there's a you well, there, have to imagine there's the version where Julie Roberts gets the guy right. The, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of famously in the the scene in the bathroom at the baseball game. Yeah, where she had already cut her hair for uh, conspiracy theories. So those are all oh, really extensions. That that Julie Roberts hair is <laughs> oh, all I fake in that scene. Whoa. So that was a later scene. So Your maybe favorite they, movie conspiracy theory. Conspiracy. She did those in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, conspiracy theories, it's a truly one of the worst movies ever <laughs> made. Oh, Talk about a problematic movie. Well, I yeah, just saw – It stars I just, Mel Gibson and oh, it's about conspiracy theories. I mean I don't – I just – It literally – like I just saw – I mean I don't know why. You don't watched want, it again? No, I would never. Oh. I, but, but I just saw that – basically the issue with conspiracy theory is like it's about a paranoid schizophrenic and the idea is like their their paranoid fantasies are real, which is like so – such an issue yeah. to me. Well, because it's, it's – it's horrible. It's a horrible. Yeah. It's a horrible message to send. That like these these yeah. these, these things that, that 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 are happening to you in the middle in the midst of psychosis are actually real. Like that's yeah. a really horrible idea to put in anybody's head. <laughs> people who are mentally ill, people who are not mentally ill, people who are mentally ill, people in their family or in their world. Yeah. I just read a fucking logline for a Quibi show. Um, <laughs> like that, you leaned in to say Quibi. I know. Well, Quibi. I kind of have to. Yeah. Um, where uh, where it's a very similar premise mm-hmm. you know did you see it today whatever it's this idea of like uh mental this, this, the delusions of mentally ill people are actually real and that's something that movies do over and over again yeah. like mm-hmm. you know the conspiracies are real like that's really dangerous to me just like three to tango is really dangerous to me back to this dangerous but novel. i i do want to sort of novel. i do think that the the reason i want to talk about my best friend's wedding not just because it's easily one of the, the greatest romantic comedies that's ever been made. Of all time. Without without any question. Yeah. It also just – it knows how to navigate through, at the time, somewhat perilous waters, I guess, to a certain degree. That's what I was going to say. And this was, movie just drowns. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, it was a quietly revolutionary movie because of the way it yeah. just presented Rupert Everett's character yes. as yeah. another person. Yes. Yeah. It didn't and, – and he wasn't – he yes. wasn't overly feminine, but he wasn't like mm-hmm. overly masculine. He was just himself. Yeah. He was just and he was the Rupert best. Everett. It was amazing. And you wanted to be your so fucking best So charming yeah. and Say a Little Prayer is one of the greatest fucking scenes in, in movie so history. And he, there he, are jokes in that he, movie. That went over my head that when I hear them now, I'm like, I can't believe this was in a PG-13 movie. Like what? Well, like uh, she couldn't walk for years until she met right. Teensy Weensy Me. I didn't – I mean, I, but at the time it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of – and just like – there's just a lot of stuff in it, especially when he's masquerading as her as her fiancé or whatever. And – that's just amazing. Do we know how old Julia Roberts was? Her character was supposed to be in that movie? 29? 28, I believe. 20. So let's all jump Turning off. 30. Let's all go throw the well, I thought traffic. it was 10 years after. It was yeah. it? We said – because their bet was if we turned it 28. 28. Oh, it's 28. That yeah. sounds right. So she's – Jump she's, off a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say though. Yes, she's supposed to be 28 and she's yes like younger uh, than like Emma Stone is now. Like that's like so crazy. But also none of them look that age. No, they look now, 35. Now part of it is Oh, the I fashion. think she really was 28. I think Julie Roberts is much younger than you think. That was 23 that might, years ago. That might be true, but oh, I'm I'm speaking more to the fashion. Everyone was wearing beige. Everyone looked like they were this dressed up like they were 35. Yeah. It, so it, it no one seemed young. Even Kimmy for all intents and purposes as much as she's like she dressed was like, like a doily. 20 she, or something. She's, yeah. It just, no one it, seems In real age. life, she was 30 at the time. Okay. Julie Roberts. So uh, and, and wonderful <laughs> as always. But, but I do think it's, 
I think it's worth sort of comparing the two films for that reason, but also just to see how inept this film is. It's also just, this film is so poorly directed. The guy never directed anything again. Now, <laughs> yeah. Three to tango. Yeah. Like, I, I get absolutely. it. I get it. That tracks. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's tough. Um, I'm going to give a synopsis and just get this out of the way for the people that most likely most of our listeners have not seen three to tango. <laughs> wait, uh, wait one second. One more comparison. Please. Did you notice the scene that was directly ripped off from my best friend's wedding? Which one? Like both, uh, Oliver Platt and Rupert Everett host huge, lovely oh, yes, gay yes, dinner yes, parties, yes, yes, which yes, are like yes. interrupted by their friend, like coming in and like being crazy. It was, it was just like, I was like, Oh, this, I've seen this exact scene. Yeah. Well, because that's what gay people do. They, have, they entertain. They have big straight people parties. only think – no, don't get me wrong. I'm a straight person who only thinks this too, so that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> but straight people think that gay people just have dinner with people of their, their own sex every night. <laughs> there know? was one woman. I think there was a woman there. Dinner. Yeah, there was a woman. <laughs> but outside, like one token person <laughs> of the opposite gender. And then they just – yeah, they just entertain every night. I would love that life. That doesn't exist. That's not what gay people really do or so I've told. Not that I know. <laughs> I'm not suggesting it does, but I would love to just entertain. You know how yes, I, yes, yes, I yes. like to entertain. She loves entertaining. You do like to entertain? I do. I Who like doesn't it. like entertaining? Uh, <laughs> I like entertaining. Have you ever entertained Phil? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Phil came over. We had a little lunch and swim. Yeah, we, we, we entertained him once. It was great. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. Oh. Wasn't it? Yeah, but it was nice. Wasn't it with Akel? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. lovely. Yeah, it was nice. And, and my sister-in-law? I don't remember your sister-in-law oh. being there, but that's not to say that she wasn't. She was. Okay. Oh, she was. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So the synopsis for Three to Tango, uh, uh, Oscar, played by Matthew Perry, and Peter, played by Oliver Has Platt. Has Phil but- ever entertained you? <clears throat> no. Me neither. I would love me neither, to come over. Enough. He's never done that. Never invited me over to, to be entertained. What's up with that? Um, oh, p- part of it is uh, <laughs> that Margot hates the world, so it's trickier. Oh, um, yeah, Margot being my dog, dog mm-hmm. just for our listeners. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's not to say that I, w- I would love to entertain you guys. No, just saying. Name the saying. date. We'll ne- both be never there. Never been entertained. Kenny will bring his twins. Which he is, is already not weird. <laughs> 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 my weird ass twins. <laughs> You know, good thing they're never going to listen to the Three to Tango episode. <laughs> Which one should we listen to? Not, Not the Three to Tango. Uh, Oscar, played by Matthew Perry and Peter, played by Oliver Platt, land a career-making opportunity when a Chicago tycoon, played by Dylan McDermott, chooses them to compete for the design of a cultural center. The tycoon mistakenly believes that Oliver is gay and has him spy on his mistress, Amy, played by Nev Campbell. His name's not Oliver. His name is Oscar. I said Oscar. 
You said mistakenly believes Oliver. Oh, because Oliver Platt's right. Now, I know his name is Oscar because Oliver Platt calls him Oski the whole movie. Oski. Oski. If you saw Oski in the script, you'd burn the script and then then (laughs) (laughs) throw the writer off a building, right? Okay, just making sure. Uh, Oscar goes along with it and ends up falling in love with Amy. Three to Tango opened on October 22nd. Such a straight move. Way to go, Oski. Three to Tango opened on October 22nd, 1998 in 8th place with $4.4 million behind The Best Man, Bringing Out the Dead, and Bats. It didn't beat Bats. <laughs> what is Bats? Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips fights Bats. <laughs> I mean, there's, okay. no much, there's not much more to say. Fantastic. Uh, sounds good. I'm excited. Like we're going to do yeah. that. He Can't wait bro- to talk about Bats. He was in Broke Down Palace. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it would go on to make $10.5 million on a $20 million budget. Three to Tango has 28% on Rotten Tomatoes and 48% from audiences. So, Tia, I don't know if you read Roger Ebert's review of Three to Tango. No. It's really kind of unsettling. I'm going to read a little bit of it. <laughs> Please. Um, he, it, so he gave it one star. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And because he didn't like the movie, he decided to focus specifically on Nev Campbell. Uh, Nev Campbell is amazingly cute. I have admired her in other movies, but now in Three to Tango, which gave me nothing else to think about, I was free to observe her intently. She has wide, intelligent eyes kissable lips and a, <laughs> and a face both sweet and carnal like Doris Day's. I support her decision to never wear any garment that comes within a foot of her neck. Carnal is a crazy thing this to call is... somebody. <laughs> Wait. I have no words. Okay. In her more erotic moments, she twinkles with enjoyment at her own naughtiness. Ew. Everything about this review makes me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so... Entertainment Weekly actually reviewed the film. Uh, Give it an F. Yeah, I saw that uh-huh. F. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit of this because it's a little bit more specific. Uh, the Friends co-star has once again taken a role disturbingly similar to his primetime alter ego. Like Chandler Bing, Chicago architect Oscar Novak is a neurotically fastidious Weisenheimer. Gross. Is that Gleiberman? Yeah. Yeah. Just throw it out Who tends to babble about beautiful women and is widely amused to be gay, assumed to be gay. Uh, friends allowed Perry to display his precise comic timing on a weekly basis, but even he can't save lines like, I have no problem with homosexuality, especially when it happens between two gorgeous women or three. Ugh. McDermott and Campbell fare even worse. McDermott's natural earnestness serves him well as attorney Bobby Donnell on The Practice, but he shows zero flair for comedy. And just as in the Scream films, Campbell seems incapable of shedding her party of five mannerisms, the sidelong laugh, the sing-song cadence. It's as if San Francisco orphan Julia Salinger moved to Illinois and became an avant-garde adulteress. (laughs) Adulteress? Shot in depressingly washed-out tones by director Damien Santa Stefanano. Uh, whose only previous credits is the 1992 Garrett Morris gore movie Severed Ties. Tango wants to have it both ways. First-time screenwriters Rodney Patrick Vicario and Aline Brush McKenna, yeah, which is pretty crazy, uh, script periodically creaks to a halt to preach a condescending message of tolerance of gay people, yet it's just as often makes cheap jokes at their expense. In one gag given prominent play in the film's TV ads, Oscar's dad puts a bucket over oh his my head and bangs it against <gasps> oh a wall after reading an erroneous report trumpeting his offspring's homosexuality. That scene might have actually been the one that I hated the most. Was that the first time we ever saw his dad when yes. he passes yeah. out? And starts that was a smashing shit. I think so. Yeah. 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 He like he finds like he just, he just destroys just re- things. As so he we don't even meet this man. No. He finds out his son is gay and loses passes his fucking out. mind. And then yeah, yeah, you know. And then at the end, when he finds that he's not cheers. gay, kisses another man. It was the nineties. Anyway, uh, 
So, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to like the film from the swing credits up top. Oh, I hated it so much. <laughs> it's a fucking three to, three to tango, <laughs> and it has a swing theme. <laughs> this is like, Why wouldn't you do tango music? <laughs> this is the easiest fucking move in the world. It's a fucking layup. The song was called Three to Tango. Yeah. And it was a swing song. Yeah. Oh, I hated it so much. <laughs> oh, do you, and baby, there's another thing in the credit that's credits that's really funny. Oh yeah. So they're dancing in silhouette in the mm-hmm. credits. It's yeah, just yeah. swing people swing dancing. Just in swing credits. dancing. It was the yeah, ninety nine. Did you notice what happens when two men inadvertently swing dance no. together? No, I didn't. Oh, they get in a silhouette fight. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, silhouette fight. There was a period. Stop of, it. There was a period of time oh, God. that probably lasted until about ten years ago. Where if you inadvertently wound up brushing up against another man, yeah. you might have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's fight or fuck. So. On the subway. You I might mean, have just to in fight. In a hallway. Like yeah. what, you just, you, what choice you have. Yeah. Like if you like society demands it. Yeah. So th- that's <clears> that <throat> more than even the swing dance. I'm like, uh, all right. I guess, I mean... So this, I don't know if you guys looked up the soundtrack to this movie. How dare you dance no. with me? The Dick Tracy music. <laughs> That's an interesting call. Uh, Brian Seltzer Orchestra, The Atomic oh, Fireballs, yes. uh, Big oh Bad God. Voodoo Daddy, Cherry Poppin' Daddy, Cherry Poppin' Daddy, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Zippers. Yeah, I looked it I up. I mean, it's just fuck off with all of this. <laughs> all these people who basically play county fairs now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. The, 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 the that shit, was a dark period. It's a dark period. I mean, out of all the novelty music that ever happened yeah. in this country, that might be the worst. It's bad. The swing period, but it also coincided yeah. with like the Latin explosion, the Ricky Martin thing that wasn't really yeah. that great either. Um, Mamba number, Mamba five. number five is like a different thing, but sucked also. Like <laughs> rap rock was right Sucks now, which yeah. sucked yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this, like we yeah. were just trying, we were throwing everything against the wall. Well, it was mm-hmm. all just it was mashup stuff too. Like it was it was like Mamba number five isn't really Mamba music because they. they fucking jam it up with some weird electronic beats and they just do all sorts of yeah. shit to it so it's like it's all really trying to manipulate and that's the thing where like when you say the swing thing i there's a part of me that goes like yes it was terrible but also like these people were actually pretty decent musicians and yeah. and on some level they were trying to perhaps elevate a type of music that maybe hadn't had its day in a long time that doesn't mean that it's okay, and it's certainly, fine. but it's just a bummer because, like, what was the who was it, what's it in Clueless? What's the name of the band in Clueless? Oh, is that the Mighty Mighty Boston? Mighty Mighty Boston. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're probably the best in breed, <clears throat> but, but they were I mean? also like kind of ska. So they're like right, and that's that's a whole other thing too, right? We're like, like no doubts taking ska, some weird appropriation shit going on yeah. there. Yeah, like it's like it, the it's whole, weird. The whole thing like was just it, the nineties were very uncomfortable <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> Um, <laughs> good thing today we just have Old Town Road, which yeah, neither of these people knew about. Guys. I had no idea what that song was. Yeah, no. still no. Yeah. Is that appropriation? <clears throat> well, don't know. What you're asking me. What do you mean? Like I just—it seems like they're doing something it's, with it's, blending it's, genres there to some it's degree. Not a, not? It's well, all right. Well, let's. We don't have to have the conversation. I was just. No, I, I mean, really I feel what. like I have to like have some kind of answer to that question. You, Lil, Lil Nas X is a black rapper. Okay, it's a rap song. Okay. The question is, is he appropriating country music? <laughs> is, is it, I wasn't trying to put no, you in an uncomfortable position. I'm, uncom- I'm not uncomfortable, but like mm. it's a hard question to answer. Okay. Like the easy answer is no, he's not. Like right. the, the easy answer is no, he's not. Like right. that's very easy. That like, <laughs> that like you know, the that, that, very easy. that the music of white people cannot really be appropriated by, by black people. Sure. Um, but country music isn't like a dominant art form. 
Right. And there is some like kind of weird like there's a weird situation going on with that song where the country charts wouldn't allow it on the country charts even though it's like Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay. I think he played the CMT awards. So okay. is it appropriation? No, but like is there some weird shit going – like some weird racial shit going on with that? For sure. Okay. That I don't really feel like I'm capable of getting into okay. anymore. Okay. Great. But yeah. Um, so the whole movie's a gay panic joke, right? I mean is that, that that's essentially what it is? Yeah. Yeah, but told by people who are like, gay panic jokes are bad, but let's do a whole movie about it. Are they saying it's bad? No, they're saying homophobia is bad, but they're saying it's still okay to joke about it. Yeah. It's really muddy is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I, I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're saying that they're not saying that. How about this? Yeah. In 40 year old virgin. Yeah. The whole, I know you're gay because runner. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you like Coldplay. Cause you like Coldplay. Yeah. Right. Um, I wouldn't go much further with that one. Yeah, no, but um, <laughs> it's the only one I remember. That it's that bit writ large. So right. that bit is are a bunch of you know progressive people who still think like yeah, it's kind of funny to make fun of gay people, right? Um, this movie is a bunch of progressive people who are like yeah, it's, it's still like two guys kissing. That's funny, right? So that is like uh, you know that's that kind of like sticky wicked area where it's like, yes, of course, like actual homophobes who are actually trying to take rights away are really bad. But people who are like in any way dehumanizing other people are also really bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're dealing with right now. Right. It's, it's funny. Cause I, I, you, have you seen go? Yeah. A long time ago. Cause like goes third <laughs> storyline or timeline, whatever you want to call it is better than this movie without a question, but it also kind of trips over itself a little bit with some of the stuff that's going on here. And so uh, that I, if we could do that podcast over again, I would, but that that's a weird kind of moment too. It's well, it's also like, it's a, it's a weird movie. Like it's trying to do something weird there. Like it wants it to be a little bit off kilter. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's some I, freedom in that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's this movie to me is so broad. And is trying so desperately to kind of hit as big an audience as it can with this idea of gay men. Kind of funny, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so ludicrous now. It's so ludicrous. It really is. I also took – I kind of took offense to how fucking stupid Dylan McDermott's plan was. (laughs) Like I I watched it thinking, so let me get this straight. This guy is going to watch your mistress – 24 hours a day like she can't she's not a human she doesn't know how to interact with people when he's not around like and what she, what's he even concerned about that she's gonna call up his wife she has no interest in even meeting his wife no she's he's not concerned even... that she's gonna get a second boyfriend right is that what he's concerned about yeah that's, i think so. yeah because he's like watch your ex-boyfriends around uh, her and the football player that's how it starts who's also gay who's honestly incredibly this... hung <laughs> Yes, no, they they, they really they hang really, a lantern on that. They oh, really talk about his dick. Actually, everybody everybody <laughs> so is gay in this movie because he's gay, yes. and then he's also gay. Bob Balaban and John C. McGinley are gay. Are they? Right, yeah, in the, and they're they're in bed together. Or they, or they just spend the night together <laughs> in pajamas. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Me too. Um, and then there's also like his friends who all seem. Matthew Perry's friends who but all seem aren't. like – they just seem like they shouldn't be friends. They're incredibly homophobic. Yeah. Like they, they don't even want to sit near him on the couch want, yeah. anymore. <laughs> they don't want to look at him. It's like he's diseased. <laughs> well, the thing like that was – I just they, don't get it. They were representative of like 
bro culture at the time. Like that was – I'm, I'm not I'm not defending yeah, it. I'm yeah. just saying like that was a thing. Like, yeah. like straight men when a gay guy came around were like, do I even like acknowledge him? Do I even like – Or it's like he's hitting on me, which they all are like, are you on coming me? on to me? Yeah. I like that the one guy was in AA just for the joke that he announces that he's gay in front of a crowd of people. Yep. Like the one bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, also, I mean also yeah. when Oscar like quote unquote comes out, like oh. everyone does start hitting on him. How like, did all the actors and crew not leave in his coming out moment? Like when he says in front – I was just like, why didn't everyone just leave? This is a terrible turnaround. It's like yes. going back in. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm – I have to come out of the closet and say I'm not gay. I, I think the gay – I think the gay professional ceremony would clear out at that point yeah, and just start like, booing at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I – Yeah. I, so the 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 this, friends. This I, I I gave it them. I was far too generous. <laughs> I might have been too generous. Yeah, too, no, I was. We might be near Tia zero when this everything is, is said and done. I mean, it is not only offensive; it is it is bad. It's like, not it's funny It's also either. just garbage. Well, it is. I'm going to say I just I'm I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the thing that I liked about this film. Mm. Okay. Campbell's kissable lips. Try me, Escove. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought that Matthew Perry and Neve Campbell had a, had some chemistry. I thought they were pretty charming together. I thought that she is quite winning in this movie. She can make three noises at the same time. Well, I'm listen. I'm. What were the three noises? It, it was what, what is so this? gross. What's happening right now? I'm making six noises. <laughs> I just thought I don't know. Like Why? I thought they were kind of cute together. Like I maybe I, in another movie. I'm not again. I'm not writing. Maybe this with film. different I'm hair. That if the one thing in it, if there's one good thing to be said about it, it's that she is pretty charming, and he has some relatively good chemistry with her. I love Nev. Yeah, she's great. You do? Oh yeah, love I'm, her. I'm like pretty neutral on Nev. Really? Yeah. You don't like Scream? I love Scream. She's not my favorite part of it. I love Scream. She's got the breathing thing. I don't know. The breathing thing? What's she, that? It, oh, she. Once you notice it, you will never unnotice it. But she takes uh, a lot of really like short like. <gasps> does she? Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Wild Things. Yeah, love her in that. Um, she she's similar. I like him. in Scream and Wild Things. She's similar. She's she has this like really uh, innocent kind of vibe that yeah. leads you to underestimate her. Um, so I really like that thing because she, you know, kind of deep down, she's very strong. This movie does nothing with her. <laughs> I, again, I'm not. Three noises at the same time where you're not <laughs> listening. <laughs> I just did six noises. You did. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, I also just didn't buy her being Beautiful. an installation artist. I didn't buy. And that's not on Nev. They just didn't do a good job of like right. building that world. But so. As I was watching this film, it did occur to me that the concept of this film does kind of harken back to your movies like The Apartment and stuff like that. I think that's what they wanted you to think. No, of course they did. I'm not saying this works. I'm just merely saying that – so have you seen The Apartment? Of course not. Okay. (laughs) So The Apartment (laughs) – How about The Townhouse? The Condo? They're all good movies. Love it. Duplex. That's a real movie. That is a real movie. Um, The Apartment is essentially about an apartment that is used for mistresses, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better way of putting it. And all Mm -hmm. the men that work at this various – isn't it an advertising company? Uh, That they all have keys and they all kind of use it from time to time to like bang their mistresses um, to juggle this sort of infidelity. Yeah, we have a podcast like it's 1999 one. 
Do we? Yeah, it's in the Park La Brea. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? <laughs> um, so back in the 50s and 60s, you had movies like – or concepts like this where you had like men that are trying to juggle all these women and like mm-hmm. what are they going to do and blah, blah, blah. And back then, I get it worked back then. It won Best Picture. It won, The Apartment is a great movie. It's one of the best movies yeah. ever made, and Shirley MacLaine is amazing in it. And Jack Lemmon's amazing in it. It's, it's yeah. a very good movie. But this is not The Apartment. <laughs> this is a shitty movie. Yeah. And it, I guess what I'm saying is you can't take this concept and bake it into a 1999 movie. Like, it just doesn't – you couldn't do this in the 80s even if you asked me. Like, it's just such a outdated idea, which is why the whole movie is just – you're watching it just being like, how is this happening? It's terrible. It's just it's it's but, it's, it's, it's it's a DOA pre- premise. It's just like there's so few premises I think are DOA. This yeah. is just DOA. Like Correct. it's a DOA premise, and then like the the sweatiness you need to oh get there, which is basically Oscar and Oliver Platt, his partner, are are, are trying to be the designers, the architects of Dylan McDermott's new headquarters. Dylan McDermott yeah. has had this misunderstanding where he thinks they're both gay, even though Oliver Platt's gay. Like three different people have to have like yeah. like catch parts of conversations that are like weirdly homoerotic, like oh, unnecessarily it's just, it's homo- just absurd. homoerotic, but not in like an over-the-top campy way. Like we're meant mm-hmm. to think that this is real. Yep. Then um, Dylan McDermott has to like not make a decision on who he's going to pick and have uh-huh. them do basically a bake-off. Yep. A week later. Yeah, which is crazy. But he also like clearly favors one of these two groups because he's like taking Matthew Perry under his wing. Yep. So he's, Matthew Perry's already working for him. So Matthew Perry has to, has to do whatever he says, which includes like taking out his mm-hmm. mistress, mm-hmm. which is such a sweaty premise to begin with. Like, are we supposed yeah. to believe that like this guy who has a wife is part of a love triangle with his mistress and another man? It's yeah. really weird. You got to do a lot of gymnastics. Any love triangle movie, yeah. you have to feel all all of these relationships are viable in order for it to work. Uh-huh. And this, frankly, none of them are really viable here because I don't really agree they have any chemistry. But there's only really – there's no obstacle. It's very simple. Nev Campbell could be like goodbye. Yeah. And I guess Matthew Perry needs the job but like not really under these circumstances. So – Well, that, that's – yeah. There's – there's no stakes to it because you don't feel like these guys need this job. Like as much as they but, want it, they don't need it. But all her plot is like, I mortgaged my house for this job. Oh. Yeah. He took a second a mortgage. Second he didn't mortgage. have to do that. And like he, the whole thing was like <laughs> – <he's like, laughs> Matthew Barry is like, you don't have to do that, which is true. This whole movie could be yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Just, he's just, like, just, just don't do that. I think I do. Just don't do that <laughs> just one do thing. That and we're not going to – we just didn't get this job. Yeah. You can still throw your cocktail parties every night. Yeah. And I can still not date people apparently. I can still, I can still live in like my bizarrely sparse, sparse apartment that yeah. I watch football in. It he was, has like it was, this like yeah, – this, like this, this like, He has like this antique sofa that like four straight bros climb onto. <laughs> to watch it's a like tiny a, TV. It's an asymmetrical thing to yeah. watch football yeah. while also Oliver – Platt like stands in the corner being like, so which one of you should I bitch slap first? Yeah. Like, oh, I would like to get bitch slapped second. <laughs> I want to throw I want to throw a hot take. Oh. I don't love Oliver Platt. I don't oh, either. I don't know about that. Nice guys. to you. Thank I, you. I had to look up who Oliver Platt was. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I think that's Oliver Platt, but he kind of looks like a parody of Oliver Platt. Everyone likes him. I like Oliver Platt. I don't really it's like okay. him. I liked him on the West Wing. Like I think everyone likes him. I think he's yeah. almost, I think he's almost like Paul Giamatti who I also really don't like. You don't uh, like Paul Giamatti? I don't Whoa. think so. 
Yeah, everyone loves him. Why don't you like Paul Giamatti? I think he does the same thing every time. Except I like him in two movies. You obviously have not seen him as Rhino in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Actually, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, I have. I like him in uh, American Splendor. He's great in that. And I like him in Private Parts. And, oh, that's interesting. And outside of that, I forgot he was in that. He, uh, you know what you also like him in? I don't like Sideways. I know. I know what? My best friend's wedding. Fuck was he in? <gasps> right, Phil's he's favorite a, he's, scene. He's the hotel guy in the hallway. Oh, I love him in that with a yeah, cigarette. He's oh, he's great. so good. That yes. should be his. That's who <laughs> he should have always stayed. Yes. Mm-hmm. The guy with the cigarette in the hallway. That scene is so <laughs> it's good. So fucking oh, good. it's so good. Oh, it's two show pass. He's lovely. He's fucking great. What a great actor. <laughs> You know, I just watched Cradle of Rock for a future podcast, and Indeed. he's in that, and I find him really grating in that movie. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I will I will give you this. <laughs> but I've seen so many movies of him yeah. where people are like, we're just going to put this on Paul Giamatti's back. And I'm like, you can't put yeah. the, a movie on his back because he's not that compelling. He's – I agree with you that like he does tend to – or at least like – But this is also – isn't this Hollywood's that, problem of What was like, that wrestling coach movie he did? Cinderella Man? No, that's, no, that's, that's the boxing. boxing. He did a wrestling coach movie. I'll find it. Um, was, oh, I love that movie. Win win. People love that movie. That I mean, movie's great. terrible. Okay. What? Tom McCarthy. It's a great. I love that movie. I, I think <laughs> I like Paul Giamatti more than you, but I also think that he does have this kind of woe is me, sad sack kind of quality to him that Hollywood kind of just is like, like here the sad sack role, give it to Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Um, which is which is fine. I mean, I don't watch Billions. People love Billions, so watched the first episode. I didn't like it, but apparently it's gotten so much yeah, better. Yeah, people really like it. Um. So. I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I there's two things actually. Two questions. The first is Nev Campbell. Why didn't she do more romantic comedies? Because I actually don't think she was bad in this necessarily. It's not a good movie. It's a bad script. All those things. So it's not her fault that this movie doesn't work. And she does have a levity to her. But unfortunately, I guess after this, they just cut bait and said she doesn't do rom-coms anymore. <laughs> because she just never did another one again. Is that again. true? Yeah. Which what, is a bummer. What I actually did she think, do? What do you mean, what did she do? After this? Well, she, she, I mean, she did, you know, she didn't do a ton of stuff. Ned she, is one of the only actors from yeah. this time period who actually kind of like fell off. In a real way. But then she kind of came back in TV in the last couple of years. She did Mad Men. She did Grey's Anatomy. Uh, and she did House of Cards. She did uh, two seasons of House of yeah. Cards. She kind of had a – she's on a bit of an upswing. Not and- really though. <laughs> no, no, but not really. I mean she like – she works because like, everybody yes. works. Yes. Right? But she's – yes. Everybody she's- works, right? Like the now nowadays like if you have ever worked anywhere mm-hmm. as an actor, you will get work. Yeah. That being said, Nev was a movie star. She was. For a good four or five years. And yeah. almost everyone else who was a movie star in this period of any renown, has their star has continued to shine. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, Sarah Michelle Gellar has also kind of fallen off. But when Sarah Michelle comes back, every time she comes back, she's leading her own show straight to series. Mm-hmm. True. Right? It's true. Um, whereas Nev is getting on like the fifth season of a Netflix show that's way past its due date uh, in like the sixth lead. I would and argue playing, and playing the Rock's wife in Skyscraper. I I would argue that if the right thing came around, there's a way to weaponize Nev Campbell's yeah. stardom into a show. Completely could, agree that, with you. Yeah, that that that's what's wrong. That, my, my point too. Yeah, I can why hasn't someone you, done but that? Most, yet? Yeah. but most people have just survived and just continue to kind of thrive yeah. in this in this uh, era of 600 shows and 600 movies. Yep. Um, where Nev just kind of fell off. She did. 
which is a bummer because, and I also wonder too, if like, I mean, we don't know what, we never know what these actors' personal lives are like. Like we don't know if she was just like, I'm not you know, going to do it. Yeah, she, if she's playing the rock's wife at Skyscraper. Like she's kind of down for whatever. Um, my second question <laughs> to you guys, <laughs> no offense, <laughs> but that's a paycheck job. Um, Tia, have you seen the birdcage? Uh, I think when I was really little. Cause I as I, and I texted this to you and I said, this movie made me wonder whether or not the birdcage holds up and mm-hmm. whether or not, um, because the birdcage was a big fat hit uh-huh. in 95. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, cause it was like Rob Williams, he's, he's going to play a flamboyantly gay person yeah. uh, next to Nathan Lane, also playing a flamboyantly Nathan gay person. Nathan Lane, who is not Oliver Platt. <laughs> Accurate. True fact. <laughs> Nothing gets past Tia. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> for like it was ninety. 30, it was ninety six. But same. Story. Okay. Yeah. For like thirty seconds, when you were talking about Paul Giamatti, I was thinking G- Giovanni Ravizzi. <laughs> <laughs> I love I him. Up. So, so it's up. really just it's just sounds. Yeah, too, isn't sounds. It? it's just things that sound similar. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's 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 grasping for knowing oh to having some name I love recognition. It so, much. so the Birdcage is a big big movie. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. I mean, maybe I've seen bits and pieces of it over the years. I have not seen it since. I don't know. Maybe it's still a fun movie. Uh, I imagine it's still a fun movie. But you couldn't make that movie today. I don't think. Yes, you could. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't think people would get a little bit sort of. You know, the birdcage was a remake. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's uh, there. Are, there are ways I think to update something that remake from the seventies, French film from the seventies, or French play from the seventies. Um, there's a way to kind of update these ideas for you know our modern landscape. I don't remember the birdcage having things that are egregious offensive. or offensive. Yeah, I agree with that. Like I get that it's to portray, like it's a mainstream portrayal of a gay couple, but I don't. Think it was insensitive. Well, I but would, it might I, have been. I'm I, I would. I would tend to agree with you, and I would say that probably the the reason behind that is you know Mike Nichols and Elaine May, who obviously they adapted it. Mike Nichols directed it. Um, a tremendous director. A very very was a very very brilliant man who I don't imagine was looking to be offensive to anybody. So my guess is it probably does hold up. But it just made me sort of through the lens of this you know stack of shit. I found myself thinking about other <laughs> movies that deal with homosexuality in some sort of a like broad kind of, you know, not particularly delicate way. And I just wondered whether or not Birdcage might be one of them. I hope that's not true. I might rewatch the Birdcage now. But I, I guess I just sort of found myself watching this thinking of just better romantic comedies, mm-hmm. just just in general, just people with better chemistry and a better script. Um, yeah. Can we talk about the meet cute between Nev Campbell and Matthew Perry. Sure. Were they barfed together? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Prior to that, where the art falls on him. Oh, my God. And she sees his, like, squished nose yeah. under, like, yeah. the tiny sliver of glass in the middle of the art. Yeah. And it's like, my hero. It's yeah. so bad. Well, first of all, as this – so to give a little bit of context, uh, Nev Campbell's Amy uh, builds 
I don't know, steel fucking blown art, glass. blown glass and steel. Yeah. Uh, all, all done for one joke where Matthew Perry has to have the glass blower in his <laughs> mouth and it looks like he's blowing the blow, the glass yeah. blower. I yeah. did laugh and at his weird little mouth that he makes. He's really- like trying to catch the glass blower in his mouth. He I made laughed. the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> what was he supposed to do? He did. You it's know, like moving around. You can, only, you can only do what you can do with what's on the page. And he but their meet cute is she's having an art gallery showing of mm-hmm. her pieces. Her, Someone her. bumps into one of them. It looks like it's going to fall over. He slides on the ground and allows the piece to fall on him and thus not damaging the piece. And the one her. transparent piece of glass is on his face. It's on his face. <laughs> um, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And also, you know, you mentioned this earlier, but like it's sweaty. It's yeah. like you just you're you're fine. you're like guys, like the jokes you're working too hard for these for bad jokes. Yeah. Bad jokes. But anyway, so she and then there's this whole like she thinks he's gay. Just right? She's probably because of the hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the hair is yeah. child molester. Child yeah. molester, yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And her hair's not so hot either. Oh, I thought it was frank. cute. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a little bit of it's a is it kind of like the Rachel? It's it's derivative. It's which like I'm a assuming everything was when pixie, skunky. I was into it. <laughs> I was yeah, sure. I mean you mean Skunky? Cam- is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Dark hair. Is it like the, the little? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the black and white contrast. Like her yeah, highlights okay. with her dark hair. It's, it, she got skunked. That's there a, is. There's definitely different colors. Going was there on a there. moment where like people were like skunk me and like that, that's like a good thing? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it definitely does. Like there's some spiky shit. Like they want her to be edgy, but not too yes. edgy. So yeah. there's this like even there's an outfit she wears in the glass blowing scene that is insane. She where she's like she's wearing these fucking weird <laughs> yeah. sleeves, tie-dyed sleeves, and then she's rolling it on her sleeves, and then she's wearing it's just heinous, heinous outfits in this movie. Heinous. Also, all the suits are pinstripes. Everyone's wearing pinstripe suits in this I movie. I didn't even notice that. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, I don't know. We're gonna go through the plot. Let's, yeah, just, let's do it. Let's just I actually it. took a weird amount of. Like a, a, a lot of notes. Yeah, it's just a movie. I just kept writing and writing. Uh, so as as we said earlier, uh, Oscar and Peter, they they pitch their idea. Actually, sorry. They go in second. The first guys that go in are Bob Alban and, and McGinley. Uh, and they do a VR presentation that mm-hmm. is just yeah, so 1999. It's just because it, it, the, the scene cuts into the VR footage. Uh-huh. And you're just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> it's like you're in a cut scene from Mist or something like that. It's just – it's terrible. And then you realize, oh, he's watching it through VR. Uh, and then our guys, Oscar and Peter, come in and theirs is more lo-fi. It's mm-hmm. more like through binoculars with like it's like a few it's like a few finder it's like a few finder. correct exactly view masters that was called view masters yeah it's awful yeah it sucks yeah um how could you hire those guys for anything well he doesn't really because no, he, he says doesn't. like you guys should do a pissing contest together for a week and and what's also weird too and I don't but like Balaban and like John T McGinley like kind of like punk them by getting yeah. Dylan McDermott to think that they're gay yeah but then like, they're gay. It's so weird. And, and like no one them, wants to say them, gay. It's they're yeah, you, it's like, are you, you know. Are yeah, you, you know. And he calls them they, he calls them ladies. It's bad. Like, see, part of the you know is understandably to create confusion, right? Because if they yes. say things out loud, yeah. then the movie Probably can't like, uh, continue no, down not. this yeah. Preston Sturges bullshit that they're trying <laughs> to do. So 
there's a lot of like making like weird faces and noises to allude to homosexuality uh-huh. when they're not actually like saying the word. Uh, either way, um, he he says you guys should just do these. Do this. You're gonna have a bake off. It's a bake off. It's a bake off. How could you skip over? Oh no, please. Dermot two's circular sex den. Right, right, right. Yes. Circular oh sex shit. Den. Yeah. Sorry. So that's how we meet Amy. <laughs> yeah. On this circular fucking bed in the a middle fu- of a fucking bed. That's exactly what yeah. it is. It's a fucking bed. It, it looks like a Bond bed. villains, like yeah. some yeah. sort of. It, it's, it's like it, a bright red room. Fucking hideous. But not like not like the Ugh. it's not like the the honeymoon suite kind of red. Ugh. It's like it reminded me of like a Chinese restaurant kind yeah. of red. Yeah, like those napkins. Like kind of like big t- big trouble. This is not China, but whatever. Like big trouble in little Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, kind of vibe. Yeah, like you know, as we're talking about this, it makes me think about a movie that I'm sure you haven't seen. Tia, <laughs> um, <laughs> called, called Down with Love. I have, have you seen, seen that movie. Her? Really? Is it Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, Renee Zellweger. Hugh McGregor? And Hugh McGregor. I've seen it. Okay. I, they used to have a um, a poster for it at Sunset Las Palmas. Isn't yes, Oliver Platt did. in it? He might be. Yeah, probably. The reason I bring this up is because had this film first A, been period, <clears> and B, dialed everything up yeah. farther. Because yeah. part of the problem is this film exists in some sort of pseudo-reality. As opposed to just being a full-on stupid, embracing how absurd yes. the movie is. DOA. Had they done that, this movie might have been salvageable. DOA. Yeah, absolutely But it is right. DOA because no, they don't right. do any of those things. Because they're like, oh, we can't go that crazy. But he's got a circular fucking James Bond fucking bed. I think <laughs> they're just like, I think they thought it was sexy. <laughs> That's the sense Fair. I get. The sense I yeah. get is like, no, this is like, the, if I were a yes. billionaire fucking my mistress, <clears throat> this is where I would fuck her. In the fucking bed. In the fucking bed. It also, fucking bed in the store. fucking room. <laughs> it also like so the scene that we meet them in, they're like canoodling from on the, the bed, bed store, and they're from the fucking bed store, <laughs> and it's so tight on them that you just can't really get a sense of what's really going on. She, by the way, doesn't seem into it. She's kind of like she just wants to like she's kind leave. of too cool, too cool for too school, a little bit, yeah. and he's just sort of oh you. She always wins. And. <laughs> apparently and then it pops out and you see this room for all of its glory <laughs> and you're like oh this is bizarre why is this room anyway uh so then uh blah blah, blah. oscar falls for amy virtually on sight basically ridiculous she thinks he's gay for whatever reason he's forced to maintain the charade to avoid getting in trouble with charles mm-hmm. the dylan mcdermott character uh and losing his commission um Amy and Oscar's first date, if we can call it that. Sure. That ended in barfing. Uh-huh. That ended in barfing. That almost feels like the moronic version of uh, Mia Wallace and uh, John okay. Travolta sure. and Uma Thurman's date in Pulp Fiction. Have you seen Pulp Fiction? I have seen Pulp Fiction. And, and uh, to be honest with you, a somewhat similar contrivance in terms of the fact that, that uh, you know, Ving Rhames is saying, take out my girl mm-hmm. for a night. So there's a little bit of that. Yeah, that's true. Pulp Fiction is more stupid than I thought. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's a similar contrivance. It is. It is. You're right. So uh, so it's kind of a version of that, inept and moronic, and they barf at the end. But I kind of thought, again, I'm sorry, I kind of bought into that. Seek, that portion of the film what? is the only portion of the film that I bought. 
which was them at the diner and them sort of kind of falling for each other. I don't know. I mean, call me an asshole, but I sort of I kind of – never call you an asshole. Not to mention. You're uh, an asshole. <laughs> Tia didn't even blink. The, the Quentin Tarantino thing, the Pulp Fiction yes. thing, uh, really highlights just how much of this is execution. Sure. Because I never I never even thought about how ridiculous that setup is. And even to this day, I don't think about it or care. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's plausible enough that I can move forward with the story. And I guess this there's a version of this that's plausible enough that particularly I think it's a relationship between D- Dylan McDermott and uh, Matthew Perry yeah. that had to be worked out in such a way where that made sense. You know, and, and also the relationship he had with Nev Campbell. But um, but yeah, that that makes no sense. In terms as far as like, did I think that you're an asshole? No, Phil, you're you're, you're a lovely guy. I, well, I but like, that. it was gross. And they're eating <laughs> they're eating tuna, they're eating tuna melts like nasty. from like they're a really rest like basically the restaurant was just a dirty floor. Yeah, you know it was, that it was like they yeah. served plates on dirty. Why floor. did they go there? Their cab exploded. Oh right, right, right. The fucking right. cab thing. Just as it was a series More of series gymnastics. of misadventures. See, again, I'm I'm I, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but like on paper, the antics of this movie, if executed to your point, so execution dependent, if executed well, this whole like what they're going for with Nev and and Matthew Perry on this date is is a sort of it happened one night sort of situation. This is why I think you're wrong about their chemistry. Because I think the, what you're talking about right now only works if the two characters have have incredible chemistry. Oh, I'm, I, it goes without saying that it happened one night is an infinitely better movie. I'm not, I'm not, but, but I'm just I'm, I agree with you. The that, only thing that could save these ridiculous yes, misadventures, yes, is are if you really buy that these yes. two characters like each other and are having fun. Stratospheric and, chemistry. Yeah, yes, I totally yeah, agree yeah. with you. But my, I guess what I'm saying is, if you had that, I'm not sure we're having this conversation. Is I guess what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, if the I, movie was happening in 1999, we were going to have it no matter what. <laughs> Touche. But yes. Um, okay. So then we get to our to our absurd premise where he says, "Can you please watch my mistress and make sure that she doesn't talk to anyone?" <laughs> I know. Does not converse Does with not a male. Do anything until I choose to let her off this chain that she's on. I guess. I or, guess he wanted he wanted a, a sex slave. I guess he wants a sex slave. Ultimately, that's what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he wanted a minder himself. for his sex slave because that's not his girlfriend or wife. A minder. So, <laughs> so then Oscar realizes that Charles and Amy thinks he's gay because they say it to him, <laughs> and he. Runs into the streets screaming like a lunatic. Best mm-hmm. part of the movie. And then gets hit by a bird, uh, by a chicken. In, in <laughs> He's like running like a Muppet down Which, the street. Yeah. Like, ah! With his arms flailing. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a chicken. <laughs> like a Muppet. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's a highlight. It was in the trailer. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the darkest part of the movie. Like in terms oh, yeah. of, in terms well, of like the parents mor- morality. The parents yeah. are bad. It's terrible. But also like, it's so ridiculous. It's so silly. I mean, it's it's it yeah, it's terrible. Uh, but you want to know what, Phil? Yeah, it wasn't a chicken. It wasn't. No, you know what that was. You're gonna be so upset when I say this to you. You know what that was? I don't. What it was, was a cock. It was a cock. <laughs> was it? Don't you was think, that? Was don't that? you think that's what was going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that on meanest stuff? That's. It I mean, if it be. if it is, don't you think that's what they were doing? Yeah, Maybe I do. Yeah. Now that you say it, yeah, don't you think that's what they were doing? If it is, is I the, think you might be giving them more credit than they this deserve. Is the, this is the movie that like made her a, a 
a welder in order to do like <laughs> like, like, a, like a ridiculous a visual fuck yeah no, you're right. it's probably yeah. a cock it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. it could have been any animal it's a cock it's yeah. a cock uh, Amy moves in for reasons uh, that escape me, but other than that, the she's story been needs her to ducking her landlord. Yeah, what? ducking and she's been cocking her landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so she moves in. He lets her move in. It's ridiculous. Uh, she sets him up on a date with this football player. Wait, Dermot too just appears in the door like a yeah. creep show. Yeah, 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 you're totally like a, like a friend's just, character. I'm, I, <laughs> like a friend's character. Then he sleeps over. And then Matthew yes, Perry, yes, 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 yes. just like um, Freddie from Freddie got fingered. No, no. Freddie Miles from Tom Miss Ripley. Freddie Miles. Yeah. He peeps on their sex. As the peeping Tommy. <laughs> as, yeah, the peepin'. as the peeping. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he creepy peeps. He does creepy. Let's watch that movie again. Seriously, yeah. uh, please. We should do a redux of Tom Ripley and bring T on for that. I, that yeah. would be, I kind of want to do Go again. I just respect for yeah. John August. Well, so the that early ones yeah. that we didn't have a guest for, we should just bring a guest on and just do him again. All right, we'll do it. Yeah, uh, until we can come up. Sounds sausage gets made, people. That's what happens. I would like uh, to to lead. The, uh, the discussion. Mr. Ripley one. You want to mm-hmm. lead it mm-hmm. as opposed to what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel as though you're not leading? No, no. I just I have very specific oh, points for Ripley. a lot of thoughts. Yeah, hours, hours. <laughs> uh, he goes on a date with this football player. Um, yep. They 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 roll around in the grass together. They pretend like they're playing football with their shoes. I don't, <laughs> I don't like what. <laughs> that okay? He, that he, was oh, romantic. you're talking about the, the date with the football player? Yeah, yeah. super romantic. Twinkly lights. Yeah, shoe, shoe football, shoe football. That's that a thing. I don't know. And then a big dick, just a so <laughs> much big dick talk. Yeah, yeah, so much. There's big a lot dick of talk. big dick talk. Well, they, it's interesting. They, they allude to dick almost as much as they show it in Euphoria in this movie. Yeah, I've only watched one episode. A lot of dick. Wait, yeah. I love Euphoria, but my God, there is a lot of penises on that show. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it's an I, I, I digress. It's an interesting kind of juxtaposition. <laughs> <laughs> of like this hyper masculinity, or at least this per- this this kind of performative hyper masculinity that his friends have, mm-hmm. and also their like obsession with yes, this football player's penis size, penis size, yeah, obsessed. But I've seen obsessed. that, in, I've seen that in many straight <laughs> communities that I sometimes frequent, where. <laughs> I, I could tell you, I could tell you, I could tell you, like there are a few athletes who are known for <clears throat> massive penises. Oh yeah, people. Know, who who are these? Yeah. Um, they're known for this. Yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you. Well, if they're known for it, then it's. You know. I'll, ju- I'll just blow it up. Yeah. Um. There's an athlete named Vishante Shanko. Mm-hmm. Who? What sport does this person play? This sport is this person plays um, football. He was on the Vikings. Okay. And uh, he got caught on TV uh-huh. in like the locker room. Like they they had some locker room speech that was uh-huh. put out there. And he was like in the corner. Just and naked? Just naked. And it was like on Fox. His penis was enormous. <laughs> then on Entourage, we had Adrian Peterson, who at the time uh-huh. was a um, Vikings running back. And he was bidding for a giant um, – he was bidding for a giant uh, uh, like dinosaur skull against Vince. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Vince made – or Ari made a joke, which was like, are you trying to get this for Vishante Shanko? Does he need a new cup? <gasps> I made that joke. That was my joke. That's a good joke. And Dude, uh, Vishante Shanko. I heard that and was like, what the fuck? What does that mean? What is that? A cup? No, that jo- person. Who is that person? Oh, you remember that from Entourage? Of course I do. You're kidding me. She remembers no. your joke? Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, it was 
That could be Vishanti. And then Vishanti Shanko tweeted about it. <gasps> and I felt terrible. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, like, stop talking about my dick. Stop talking about my dick, basically. Like, <gasps> on some, like, it was like shaking my damn head. Something like oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Shit. This stuff really affects people. <laughs> so I, I am he blown was a, away. And Vishanti Shanko was a giant. So I'm a big giant fan. So I always had love for this guy anyway. But like, I didn't think it was like something he'd be embarrassed yeah. about. But the moral of the story is like, you know, Even don't guys talk, with big dicks are don't, insecure. Don't talk about people's privates. No. Yeah. I mean, I, so I've told you this story. I don't think you've heard I this just story. told this whole story about a guy's privates. Yeah, no, I'm going to tell a different story like, too. All right. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's out there. Because yeah. <laughs> this story actually really made me laugh. I think I told this to you the other day. Um, so we're talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Great yeah. story. So um, so I went to see Forgetting Sarah Marshall when it came out. And there was a and a afterwards. And uh, long story short, Jason Siegel was talking no about No pun. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jason Siegel told this story, so I don't feel like – I don't feel bad telling it. But um, to a room full of people. So uh, basically he, he snuck into a, 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 a test screening of Forgetting Sarah Marshall before it came out. And he sort of mm-hmm. hit at the back and he was just, you know, just to see how the – audience yeah. reaction to the jokes anyway at the end of it they did a q and a uh sorry they did, they did uh they asked a bunch of questions of of a handful of people that watched the movie to just sort of ask them what they thought of it did this joke work for you did this whatever so there's like a small group of people at the bottom of this theater and and jason siegel's just hiding at the back and they're asking questions and then some guy says can we just talk about how weird this guy's dick looks <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, so oh, now we get to the the the, one of the more uh, awful parts of this movie. Uh, There's an article published about Oscar's gayness Uh. on the front page (laughs) of the the newspaper. Front page news. (laughs) We have a gay. We found one. (laughs) We found two. I just don't get it. Uh, anyway, so this happens and this leads us to a whole sequence of him getting leered at by men all across the the great city of Chicago. And then by a woman who is way too hot for Matthew yeah. Perry, who then <laughs> finds his gay headline yes. and is disgusted. 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 Disgust. <laughs> Almost vomits in her Oh my God, there's a gay on this bus. <laughs> Get me off of this bus. (laughs) He's infecting it with his gay. No, I think it's, I just got a lady boner for a gay and he didn't correct me. She's repulsed by herself. I got a lady boner. (laughs) (laughs) She goes directly to her pastor. And then he sees a guy on the subway or the bus, sorry, Mm -hmm. who is gay (laughs) and approaches him. And then he stands up and it's like, he, he, there's this whole joke about that, like that dick or ass. Crotch. It's that it's that, uh, that that Fight Club moment. Do I give yeah, you dick or do I give you the ass? Yeah. 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 My okay. crotch or my ass? It's also from Friends when Joey and Ross are shimmying down, and the one where, where they're up all night, they're like shimmying down to get the keys or something, and then they're like, "Do we go face to face? Do we go like butt to butt or face to butt?" Like it's <laughs> the same joke. It's so weird they didn't fight yeah. after that. Yeah, should have <laughs> fought. They should have fought. Yeah. They just start. Fighting. Oh my god! Um, 
then we then that's we, why Brokeback was such a brilliant movie. But I mean, it's brilliant for a lot of reasons. Now the real the real brilliance is that people for, stopped fighting. No, the real brilliance in that movie to me, like the moment where I'm like, holy shit, was yeah. where they went from fucking fighting to fucking. Mm. Yeah, we're just like where it just yeah. turned, and they're like, oh, let's just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a crazy. Uh, scene. They, we now have our scene where uh, Oscar's mother calls him. Mm-hmm. To say that she's fine with it. Oh, no. But in the background, so the father is losing his fucking potatoes and he's just, he's smashing everything. He puts his head in a bucket and smashes it against a wall. He puts like, his head in a bucket. It's just, it's just crazy. Uh, so can, that happens. Can we talk about losing his potatoes for a second? Sure. <laughs> what? That's a terminology. <laughs> losing his potatoes? Yeah. Is that Did a, you say that? Is that Canadian? That must be Canadian. Maybe it's Canadian. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah, keep it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, uh, we're at our final, uh, presentation for the cultural center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar and Peter received the commission, but Oscar simultaneously told that he won the award for gay professional man of the year. <laughs> gay professional. I think um, man, man or a woman. It really gay professional. Yeah. There are, are there any lesbians in this movie? There a woman was all, I could presume her to be a lesbian. A woman also was there to present him with the award. It was a man oh, and a woman. I thought you were going to reference the woman at the gay dinner party. Uh, oh, I don't know about her. Possibly a lesbian. Could Maybe. be. The, I, th- I I think the woman who sits on the council, the gay professional yeah. man, it wasn't a man. Gay professional <laughs> of the year is probably lesbian, but man, who knows? Gay professional of the year. Gay, gay professional. professional of the year. He's he's gay. He has a profession, and he's a man. So uh, it's those, not gay. Is professional there a gay man. professional woman of the year? No, it's gay it's professional not. of the year. Kenny's right. Is it? Yes. yes. I kept thinking about it. <laughs> you know what? I yeah. I guess there's this. I know I'm right because I used it for my my opening of this. So I made oh, a yes, point. Yes, yes, I made a point of getting it right. My apologies. No, no, it's all right. Uh, Charles says that he's going to decide which which of the of the gays is going to get the the thing at the end of the ceremony. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> after an awkward meeting between Amy and Say that again. Which of the gays? <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, you're right. uh, did you skip the bubble bath? I did. I'm sorry. I I did. We should talk about the bubble. We need we need to, we need to unpack the bubble bath. The bubble bath is, first of all, um, one of the least erotic. Not scenes. according to Ebert. Why? <laughs> yeah, true. Ebert 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 popped through his popcorn. That, are there other movies? I feel like there are other movies where the female protagonist thinks the male protagonist is gay and like confides in them, but they're not actually gay. Like what? Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's definitely it's definitely happened before. I just can't. I mean, it's it seems like a TV trope more than a movie totally. trope. Um, oh, you yeah. know what? A lot of it. You know what I'm thinking? <clears throat> more like uh, cross-dressing stuff, like Tootsie. Yes, like that kind of move. Yes. Oh. This bath did Mrs. make me think about La- Ladybugs. Lady? No, oh, no? I've never heard of it. <laughs> with the guy with the oh, witchy face. You love you Ladybugs. You might. Do you like Rodney Dangerfield? That one. Well, yeah, the guy <laughs> with the witchy face. The guy with the witchy. Face? I don't know what you're talking he about. He does. He has a witchy face. Cool. This bathtub scene did make me think of the bathtub scene from Talented Mr. Ripley, though. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it had that same sort of, you know. It was less hot. <laughs> Considerably <laughs> less hot than the Talented Mr. Ripley scene. Yeah. But then Matthew Perry, who's, like, supposed to be this, like, great guy, yeah. like, straight up spies on her. Well, that's the thing, too. So she gets up and he, he goes, like, and he, like, yeah. and he like wipes off a bunch of the mirror, which is pretty loud. And yeah. she can see him doing it. <laughs> no, she has eyes. So it's like, and all you see is like her belly button. He like yeah. jizzes in his pants yeah, over her belly like, button. Yeah. After yeah. she's described her lesbian experience and oh refers to college experimenting, which it drives was, me crazy. Uh, 
It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's a nice bathtub, though. It's a nice. It's a nice. You know, not in his apartment. It's like, how is that in yeah. that shithole apartment? Yeah, that, that apartment is a because he's like adorned it with a few <laughs> antiques. Like yeah. he's yeah, he's like, a collector. Yeah, he's a collector. <laughs> like, well, I don't know what that means. He definitely connects like collects like people's toenails and shit for sure. Yeah, he's a. Well, that was one of my favorite jokes from Friends, which is um, the eyelashes. You know, in some countries, that means that you're married. When it's in the Super Bowl episode, Brooke Shields has a whole bunch of uh, Joey Tribbiani's eyelashes. She does? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I remember yeah. Brooke Shields. Thought she was obsessed with Dr. She was Drake obsessed with, She was obsessed with him. Eyelashes. She thought Dr. Drake and Moore she, was and, real. And he goes to the Central Perk, and he's like, I think she's kind of obsessed with me. I think she has, like, a bunch of my eyelashes. And Chandler says, you know, in some countries, that means you guys are married. <laughs> Anyway, it's an excellent joke. I don't know if I got the joke. Uh, after an awkward <laughs> meeting, Amy and Charles, uh, Amy meets Charles's wife at this party. That's the other thing too. Charles's wife is probably the most underwritten character in this movie. No, which, she is right. No, she's somebody. Kelly Rowan from the OC. The OC. Yeah, she plays the yeah. mom. Oh, when I saw that in the credits, I thought it was Kelly, Kelly Rowan. Yes. <laughs> Different. Very, so very different. Very on brand for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and looks sort of similar. Old Giamatti, Giovanni Ravisi. Come on. So similar. Uh, so Amy leaves in frustration after she nearly kisses Matthew Perry. Remember they have that moment where yes. they're dancing together yeah. and they almost kiss. That object and- of my affection moment. Right. And yes. then she's like, this is, this is just what I need to fall in love with a gay man. I can add that to my repertoire or some nonsense like that. That's the second storm out. First she storms out because she yes, meets yes. the wife. And right. then they go drinking, which solves yes, everything. Yes, yes. yes. And then Charles confronts Oscar and says, you were supposed to watch over her. I know. You were supposed to protect, protect her. From you, you what fucking creep. What is this fucking movie? <laughs> I don't know. He's like, she's been gone for two days. All of a sudden, she's fucking Bunny Lebowski. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about? You're so scared. She's a grown person. (laughs) She just doesn't like you. She's just not that into you. She's not that into you. Uh, After spending the day alone, Oscar attends the award ceremony for Gay Professional of the Year. (laughs) Um, uh, although he initially continues this charade, he gets up there, he looks at this whole group of people, and he confesses. He comes out of the closet and says that he's straight and that he's in love with Amy. Yes. I just love that, like, any random person in this city, yes. Chicago. Um, <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Toronto for Chicago. Could basically just announce they're gay and then win an award for it. <laughs> Be on the front page of, of newspapers and win an award. You're the, the one. He is so uh. – he is so – Unremarkable oh my in God. this Completely. world. What did they do? They did a they did a bathroom. Their biggest their biggest a project shitter. before this was a this was, sh- was a, sh- a shitter. <laughs> a fucking turlet. You won an award. Turlet. <laughs> what did you call it? A turlet. Oh, a turlet. I think it like a, like I thought it was like some kind of turd joke. No, no like a, my husband hates it. I call it the turlet, and he gets really upset. Oh, like toilet, but it's a turlet. Like, but yeah, you're in from the country somewhere. Yeah. In the country, yeah. yeah it's a turlet. A turlet. A turlet. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, your, uh, what's your dad call it? Oh, bathrooms. Ba- ba- bathrooms. Where's your dad from? Boston. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he once videotaped himself uh, asking his friends, yo, yo, how many bathrooms you got in your house? Oh, bathrooms. Bathrooms. Yeah. How many bathrooms you got? Yeah. 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 That's a good accent. Yeah. Well, that's mean, she's where I'm from. Living. That's where she's been. Yeah. Out back with the trash cans. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, so, 
uh, he comes out of the closet. He's applauded for having the courage to, to admit his truth. <laughs> that he's straight. He runs after Amy. She punches him in the face. Uh-huh. Then Charles runs after her. She punches him in the face. Correct. With a nice POV shot of yeah. her just fucking She's so clocking. Sassy. She's so sassy. All on so the, sassy. All on the local news. Yeah. Oh. oh my this god! This entire thing is being reported oh in real time on the local news. <laughs> Everyone's interested, yeah. and like domestic violence. Let's live feed. <laughs> Let's cut to the gay professional award <laughs> ceremony <laughs> where a woman has just punched oh. a man. But here's what's crazy: is that before Charles runs to Amy, Peter Oliver Platt stops him and says, "Don't make me make you my prison bitch." <laughs> so that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was there a gay person involved in this production at any level? I mean, even if there was, what are they going to – Just a question. I don't, I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't just know. Like, at the time – No like, stats on that. I don't know. Uh, Peter then awkwardly accepts uh, the prize that comes with the award, which is a date with Kevin. So – Wait, 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 wait. No, that's not true. Yeah. The prize was a date? No. He's not even out of the closet. Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe it's like a I, listen. This is Wikipedia. It's possible that they're like it's a theoretical prize. Yeah, I you think, are reading this. Well, part of it is <gasps> my stuff. It's mixed with Wikipedia. All right, all right. This is not off the top. Yeah. It's not off the dome. But um, this one, some of them are. But this is not. <laughs> no, it was not a prize. I think space. Kevin. I think Kevin was really just going to go Kevin. after. Kevin it was just going to go after Kevin. the top gay in town. Yeah. Top gay. And, the, and once and once Matthew Perry was off the board, which he already tried, he goes for the next like top He's gay. Like, You're also gay and professional. Yes. Yeah. I mean, literally like everyone in this town seems like they're closeted. Yeah. Yes. So the yeah. only other the only out guy literally in this entire movie is Oliver Platt and presumably people in All his dinner in, in, <laughs> in his dinner party. There are three closeted men in this movie. Yes. And one closeted man who is like reverse closeted. So mm-hmm. the old reverse closet. Yeah, he's out. He's like out, out of the closet Classic. trying to get back in. Um, oh, so, boy. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Um, so uh, then Oscar fucking runs away like a little bitch baby and he goes to the restaurant and he's about to eat the tuna melt again. Weeps like a bitch we- baby. Weeps like a bitch when you're, you know, like when you're jerking off. Mm-hmm. And, was that on uh, mic? I don't know if that so. was on mic. Yeah, it, it was. It, it sure was. was. It, was. It, was. It, was. Yeah, it was. Everything's on mic. <laughs> Uh, and then she tells him she loves him too and they kiss uh, and then over the fucking post credit sequence uh, Charles's wife yeah, convinces him the fuck? to choose Oscar and Peter's design revealing that she knew about Amy the whole time and that she she's gonna like dominate him and makes him wear some weird red red underwear which which that's Okay, but there was an implicit threat in there yeah. too. That was like there was like some domestic violence joke. You know what happens movie? when mommy gets mad yeah. or whatever. And he's like, okay, okay, says, I'll wear whatever I'll put you him want. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then cut to credits, yeah. and like everyone goes. Possibly home the most interesting happy? part of the movie. I, I was shocked. Well, it does kind it of re- it reframes the whole movie. It yeah. does. He's a victim of abuse. I don't want to get too much into that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go to that. Because uh, we do have our top five friends for it. Should we rate this first and then do our no, top no. fives? Do, do, do. do the top five, then, then rate the movie? Yeah. Do, we'll do the rate in the movie. Uh, no, let's rate it. Let's rate it. Let's rate it. We usually yeah. rate first. Let's, let's rate like, it. Fuck this movie. All right. Zero, uh, zero, zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so pre-podcast, I give this a 20. Eek, I was much higher than you. Uh, you know, post-podcast, I, pro- I mean, it'll dip a little bit. I'm probably at like, I don't know, 17, 18, something like that. That's yeah. probably where I'm at. Um, it sucks. It sucks. 
It's a sucky. It's a sucky <laughs> it's movie. It's a sucky movie. Sucks to suck. Zero zero for sure. Like <laughs> double zero. I was zero, mad zero. you made me watch it. <laughs> I was. I would like a fucking apology. <laughs> I got a text from Tia being like, what the fuck is up with Matthew Perry's hair? (laughs) That was from the get. And I was like, if I just continue with this, it's going to be my whole night. I got to save it. Yeah. At a certain point I was like, I don't want to engage too much on text because then we want to save this for the mic. Yeah. But it, it, yeah. It's zero zero is strong. It's very strong. I, uh, I I I, I quite, quite embarrassingly gave this twenty nine. Okay, before the podcast and Shame. humiliated, humiliated, humiliated. Um, <laughs> but I but I give it a negative six now. So oh, wow, no, I'm we kidding. don't have negative I'm not, no, no, I, we haven't it, done that yet. It's not like we shit all over this movie, but it's not as bad as some of the other movies we did. What's worse? Uh, oh boy. Chill factor. factor. I think the story of us. Has story of us is definitely worse. I mean, part uh, of the problem is crown affair. No, I no. fucking disagree with you. But I will say this. <laughs> I listened to that one. You're wrong. <laughs> oh no! I'm with I don't Phil know. There were three people against me. Three so on there one. Were, there was a lot of people over against me. I just think you haven't seen the movie in a while. I have. It's a, it's that's a, true. It's, I think it's. I it's think it's more of a romp than you guys were willing to let it be, and that's fine. But there are worse movies than this, and part of it is because. I think that by nature, romantic comedies tend to be they're, – they're trifles. Like they're just, they're, they're just kind of there what they are. So it's hard to really be offended necessarily. This is an offensive movie. But this one I will give it a 21. I do think it's better than Mickey Blue Eyes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Blue Eyes is worse than this. It, Mickey Blue Eyes is like just br- – Mickey Blue. It's brutally – What the fuck is that? There's just something like Hugh this. Grant this movie marries like, into the mob. As oh. bad as it is, and it's a very bad, movie, a bad movie, at least it's like, like – has a structure I can recognize and it didn't like it didn't make like like yeah. like it didn't bother me in a kind of storytelling narrative way yeah. that like some movies like really incompetent bad movies do and Mickey Blue Eyes like really really bothered me yeah. in a what the fuck am I watching kind of way yeah I mean Mickey Blue Eyes is also sort of um I, I would argue that the 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 level of difficulty on Mickey Blue Eyes is a little higher than this um, in it, terms of just some of the, the, the also you know. I would say though, Mickey Blue Eyes could have been good. Yeah, no, Mickey Blue Eyes easily. Be great. Mickey and Blue this Eyes could not have been good. This was never going to be good. This this was never going to work. This could have been bad as opposed to atrocious. All right, so let's do our our top five friends movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do similar to what we did when we did our top five friends moments, which is we'll just go around. How many do you have, Kenny? I have five and a half. You have five. Okay, I have six. So I'll just go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six is Easy A. Oh. Great I like movie. that movie. Great I, movie. I don't like that movie. All right. I, Sorry, Bert. I haven't well. se- I mean, I will say this. Saw it in the theater. Kind of a star-making performance for Emma she's Stone. Awesome. She's fucking that. great. And it's it's she's just so watchable. I took a lot – I had a lot of issues with certainly the adult characters in the movie. The Thomas Hayden Church, who I believe is the – He's the teacher, right? It's like a guidance counselor thing. There's something really kind of gross and icky yeah, about Lisa that. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow, I believe, is his wife. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I know that the whole Scarlet Letter thing sort yes. of works, bothers me a lot. But it doesn't work. It bo- that's what bothers me about yes. the movie. It bo- it's it doesn't work. Is the point? Like it's not it's not a one to one of the Scarlet Letter, and it's actually like goes in the exact opposite direction of the Scarlet yes, Letter. Correct. It's not really about this like this shame thing that whatever. I don't. Yeah. It's not about. But I, it, I don't hate but it. But she, she's great. Sometimes movies transcend everything that's like wrong with it. And that movie kind of did. Mm-hmm. And like the visual for walking down with the inner chest, like 
doesn't even really matter if the movie works because like she just kind of sells every moment. In well, because that's that is that that is a perfect example of what this movie doesn't have, which is yeah. a a star wadded star making performance, a person who fucking gets the character, nails it, mm-hmm. and everyone in America is like, who the fuck is this, and right. how do I watch her again? Yep. So it's like the the girl from Superbad has talent. Yeah. So that was after Superbad. I was just yes. going to ask that. Yeah. Yes, it was. Huh. Okay. What's your number five? Uh, horrible bosses. Oh, horrible bosses. I, I skimmed over that. One. Horrible bosses was the movie I almost put on that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. How is Jen in it? She's great. I think actually. she's great. Yeah. Cool. She's, she's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a cool character. Yeah. What's your five? Oh, um, a mo- I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I think you have. In fact, I think you're the one who told me to watch it. Band slam. Yes. The fuck is Who's that? Who's in this one? Lisa oh, Lisa Kudrow. Bansom's fucking great. Bansom's an amazing movie. Uh, Bansom's fucking great. It should be on my list. Yes. As far as like kind that. of like teen mm. movies go, it just uh, – it yes. works so well. Yes. Such like – such strong like lead performances from the kids mm-hmm. in that. It's it's a it's, – it's like – It's really put, a movie. It's kind of like really a let, let's oh. put on a show kind of movie. But the, the emotions between those characters yeah. – it was, um, I believe it was Vanessa Hudgens. definitely Vanessa Hudgens. Was it Haley Duff? No, I think it was. Wasn't it one of uh, AJ oh, or Ali? It was What's the yes, yeah, so the Machala yeah. or whatever. Yes, yeah. and then some guy who never became anything. Yeah, but like right. the emotions were really kind of mature in that yeah. movie. I love that movie. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Booksmart. You never seen? No. It's in theaters right now. <laughs> it is. Yes, it's a great movie. Look you forward would really to love it. it. Um, you should definitely either go and see it. You guys don't get to see movies. So when it comes out on iTunes or whatever, you should watch it. It's fucking great. Okay. You would really love it. Uh, right. Olivia Wilde uh, directed it. Oh. It's about two girls. It's, I mean, I hate, this is reductive, but it is sort of like a female um, super bad. Two oh. girls, last day of school before they go away to college. And they realize that like all the cool kids that were doing like partying or whatever also got into good schools. And they're like, wait a second. We didn't have any fucking fun. So we oh, I've seen the trailer it's for really this. It's really great. Yeah. It looks good. What's your four? Um, picture perfect. Picture perfect's not bad. No, it's cute. It's that cute. was her. That was like her first one, right? Wasn't that? That was her. That was the the three to tango for her. Like a small movie in between seasons. I of think you're Friends. right. That like she's the one was right then too. <laughs> she's the one's not bad. No, it's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. what's your uh, what's your? Four? No, but I feel like I'm getting into good movies now. Yeah. Romeo and Michelle. Mm. Oh fuck! How did I not put? Romeo I don't know. I thought that was going to be your one, Phil. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Romeo and Michelle's just I mean, a, my one is kind of a cheat, but we'll just. Romeo and Michelle's just a great movie. It is a great movie. I just Alan feel Cumming, like, I haven't seen that in yeah. so long. That movie's really funny. I remember Romeo he only and Michelle. He comes in at the end, right? Hmm? He only comes yeah. at the end because yeah. he invented the special rubber for your shoes. Yes, shoe rubber. Shoe rubber. It's such a good movie. That movie came out at the and same the time dance? as uh, as Gross Point Blank. I remember they both came mm. out like within weeks of each other because yes. they were both like high school reunion movies, and. That's a high school reunion movie. Which one? Romeo and Michelle? No, Gross Point Blank. Yes. I thought you were going to say it's in the title. Uh, Gross Point Blank is a high school reunion. Gross Point Blank's high school reunion. That's what it's called. (laughs) I I like Gross Point Blank more than Romeo and Michelle. And unfortunately, I kind of compare them because of the fact that they kind of came Mm. out at the same time, which isn't fair because Romeo and Michelle is a great movie. I think Romeo and Michelle's aged better than uh, Gross Point Blank. I think at the time, people thought Gross Point Blank was like – a really good movie. It was like a top 10 list kind of movie. It's a good movie. But um, it's not my favorite. Really? Yeah. Uh, I like Romeo and Michelle's better. I just think it's fun. Okay. But um, I don't think it's a bad movie, Gross Point Blank. I think it's great. Yeah. I just think that thing has been done a ton now. I mean, Barry is like literally doing it. 
So, well, B- Barry is gross point blank. Yes, but they've you've also you've also seen a lot of like hitman in unusual situations having existential crises. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not really fair to like not gross point blank for it, but it's not as revolutionary to me as it kind of felt at the time. I think fair enough. Um, My number go ahead. four is Long Shot, which I loved. It what is that? Came out in theaters <laughs> but two months ago. Okay, uh, it's a great movie. Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, Lisa Kudrow is in it. Briefly, I guess. I don't remember her in it, quite frankly, but that's why it's on my list. I don't have much more to say about it other than everyone should fucking rent or buy Long Shot. You loved it that much. It will be on my top 10 list for the end of the year. I fucking loved it. Everyone is dumb for not going to see it. It's just a terrible marketing campaign. I'm going to see both those movies as soon as I can. Long Shot is coming out on Friday. I bought tickets to Booksmart, and then like me and my wife do 50 to 75% of the time. We just didn't go. We just got too tired. Because of the twins. And the other two. <laughs> Who were not weird. Well, because well, they came from separate. Yeah. yeah they separate. came from yes, separate, separate, separate pregnancies. <clears throat> uh, what's your number three? The Object of My Affection. Which I like. Great That's fucking a good movie. movie. Yes. Paul Rudd's that great is a in that movie. great fucking movie. That's a Paul Rudd thing. He had the weirdest career in the early days of his career. We could use more movies like that in 99. I agree. I was hoping this movie would be like that. Yeah. It's not. She, no, she it's does not. try to sort of. Turn him straight, but she fails. She fails, which and it's heartbreaking. Like a, yeah, which is like kind of the best part of that movie. Yeah, it's got kind of a my best friend's wedding vibe to it. Quite it honestly, does. of of a little bit of the like trying to make that happen, and it doesn't. I, I it's that's a movie I should rewatch. I remember really liking Paul Rudd in that movie, and it's so interesting to me that Anchorman is the movie that kind of makes everyone go like, oh, Paul Rudd's funny because mm-hmm. he's in the he's in the wilderness. For many years, people think that he's a dramatic – not that he can't be, but they, they think he's just the drama guy. Whereas, well, like the this guy kind of. Like, right. But he was also in my uh, – he was also in Wet Hot. Like, oh, yeah. Right. He's obviously funny, but people seem to like for whatever reason just kind of ignore it until yeah. Anchorman. Yeah. But hmm. anyway. Uh, what's your number three? Number three, Marley and Me. What? I love Marley and Mank. It makes me cry. Oh, yeah. Rude. I can't watch it. But I, watch I, but it. I think I it's so that. good. Absolutely not. It's such a good movie, but like it's it really so is it's too much. It's Mm-mm. so sad. Yeah. The end of it is brutal. What, yeah. ha- what happens in the end? The dog dies. Yeah. But I, like badly? No. But but there, there's no way for a dog not to die badly. How is she in that? Wonderful. Yeah. It's it's a really lovely movie. When, the fucking, when, her, when their son calls the dog my brother – like I'm, I'm gonna cry thinking about it. Like I had a dog who we put down just yeah. like that. Like a, Mar- it, w- it wasn't like Marley, but it was a big dog. And like I laid next to the dog as it was like no. being put down. Well, that's so what happens at the end of this movie. Someone's got to do it. You're gonna be doing it with Margo one day. <gasps> Someone's got to do it. You gotta lay. You. you gotta lay next to the dog. And you want to know what? <clears throat> this is gonna sound ridiculous. Oh God, I'm just thinking about it. It's it's, it's the it it. it, it it's the experience in my life that is maybe more spiritual than anything else. I'm a very not spiritual mm. person, but like actually being there in that moment, it's hard not to feel like there's something else. Yeah. So, and not on some, like, I hope there's something else or I hope there's having, no, there's, a, there's, like there's something that happens in the moment when you're just like, it's just not as simple as the brain getting turned off. I think yeah. so. Um, that movie's really sad. My number three, <laughs> Have you ever seen like, Hachi? Hachi? No. I've heard it's great. I don't know if I can watch it. You want to cry? Uh, my number three is The Good Girl. Okay. Um, have you seen The Good Girl? It's my number one. It's fucking great. That's a fucking great it's movie. It's a great movie. Uh, first of all, it's 
you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, The Good um, Girl's a good movie. Yeah. I would thought – all right. So I thought it was – like, is Cake that other movie where she's trying to get yes, nominated? Yes, yes, All right. So she tried to get nominated twice. I don't think she was – I don't think The Good Girl was an attempt at an Oscar nomination. I mean, who the hell knows? It just felt like an attempt to say – to get out of the Jen Aniston box. I thought it was going to do it. Good Girl's a good movie. It's a yeah, really good really movie. Like and it. she's great. fucking great in it. She's great in it. Um, it, it it's she, not my number one. It's absolutely my number one. Okay. But I just it, – it's a uh, – yeah. It's a small movie. It's it so came good. out around the same time as Chuck and Buck and it has that kind of weird sort of vibe to it. It's a very, very good movie that more people should seek out. If you haven't seen The Agreed. Good Girl, you should watch The Good Girl to see what Jennifer Aniston is capable of and unfortunately what she doesn't seem to get opportunities to do very often. Like I wish that – truthfully, I wish that Jennifer Aniston was in Big Little Lies. Like I wish that – what I don't know what role. Don't I'm just, tease. It's just – because there's a part of me that's like she has – there's a there's more depth and more ability there than – instead she's in fucking murder mystery on Netflix with, you know, with Adam Sandler. I so started like, to watch that. Really? I turned it off. I – you know, you're yeah. right. She would – she she easily could have played Reese's role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a weird thing to say because like I think last yeah. week on this – very podcast. I was saying no one else could play that role, but but I, I think yeah. Reese is so much better than that than Nicole Kidman is. Um, and really, I yes, like by a billion. Hmm. And I don't really understand why Nicole Kidman was winning all the awards. Well, because but, she she played the the darker the the more. So, I'm, I it is what it I is. get. It. Uh, what's your number two? Or oh. wait, what? No, sorry, your number three or number two? Number two, yeah. uh, Office Space, which is also my, my number two. two. Yeah, mm. look at us. Oh, look at that. Yes. It's just great. More flair, guys. It's you like should more wear flair. more flair. Uh, it's an it's, incredible movie. It's an incredible movie. Can't wait to hopefully get a great guest on for it. Yeah. Uh, we're we're excited to do it. Um, and what's well, your number? We definitely you're, have the same number. Good girl. One. How did you not put Scream? As How did you not put one? Scream? Not, Scream. I know. What I do Scream? love Scream. What about Scream? I what know. about Scream? My five know, and a half know, would be Scream too. I didn't want to go like Scream yeah. and also put Scream <laughs> two in there, but um, Scream. It's like it's one of my number one. It's one of my one. is a perfect movie. You're right. I'm going to have a screen party this year. Are you going to? Because you said you were oh, going to. Oh, I can't wait. Did. I'm so excited. I will invite you. Thank you. My I house is myself. all glass. And so it's like. <gasps> it's just like. Uh, it's a glass Drew's, box. It's just like Drew yeah. at the beginning. Are you going to do some shit where you're going to have like. People like, dressed up like Ghostface? Yeah, you should I mean, hire some Ghostfaces. Oh there may be some things in the works. Yeah. Oh my God. Can't That's, give it all away. Scream's perfect. Scream 2 is fucking great. Yeah. The Scream franchise, we've kind of unfortunately let it get away from us. But we'll see. Maybe someone will find a way to. Before recently, there was really no such thing as a great franchise. Um, outside uh, of Star Wars. Yeah, no, I agree. Like you, one movie made a great franchise. Well, the funny thing was we used to have this goal of like a trilogy, like a great trilogy. Yeah. Now it's like, no, no. It you needs 21 to be for fucking movies. ever. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, we're <laughs> at uh, Podcast Life 1999 on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram. Uh, thank you to our social media director, Emilio Diaz. I am at PM Iscope on Instagram and Twitter. You're at Tia Lucia. Yes. On Twitter. I'm at Tia Lucia on Instagram. I am at Tia underscore, underscore Lucia. Lucia on Twitter. Kenny is at Nybart. Uh, tweets all the time. You should follow him. He's got so many things to say. <laughs> he bet. loves. He, I bet. he loves that social media platform. I Thanks love, for listening. I guys. love the Twitter. <laughs>
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.